0: episode 44, is semaglutide for you. <laughs> um, this has been kind of a big buzz topic for the last several months, um, kind of since the spring, really since before the spring, really the concept of using semaglutide for weight loss, I started to see at least um, about a year ago, about a year ago, I remember I was getting my ears pierced and the nurse who did the ear piercing has a business where she offers weight loss injections um, as part of her business um and you know and that's when i started to see it and i'm just like thinking oh my god this is wonderful if you can't sense the sarcasm The sarcasm is there Um, because there's a few things that you need to understand about semaglutide. It is in and of itself not bad. I don't think that it's a horrible thing. I just think that the diet industry has taken hold of another like, oh, this is a medical weight loss thing. And because you attach the word medical to it, it gives it this like air of authority that it really shouldn't have. Um, And it's very, very frustrating for those of us who are trying to help people become healthy and lose weight potentially in a way where it's not harmful to their metabolism, it's not harmful to their hormones, um, and utilizing semaglutide in a way that's not appropriate can actually do a lot more harm than good. So the first thing that you need to understand is we need to look at insulin, blood glucose, and glucagon. Um, These things we need to understand them because this is the, These are the hormones that are impacted most by semaglutide. Um, so insulin is a hormone produced by the pancreas. Uh, this regulates blood sugar. You eat food, blood sugar goes up, insulin gets released, and it brings that blood glucose down. What is glucose? Um, This is your sugars in the blood. It's the primary form of energy for the body. Um, Glucose can also get stored in the muscles. It can get stored in the liver. This is what fuels us during workouts. That glucose from the liver specifically is what fuels the brain. So food is really, carbs specifically is really brain food. Um, And then glucagon is another hormone that's not as readily talked about, but it's important here. Um, It's released by the pancreas to increase blood glucose during more fasted states. So it keeps your blood sugar levels elevated at a healthy level when you're not eating. Um, And so we have that insulin, that glucose, and that glucagon, and they're all a necessary part of the story in a healthy individual. So in a healthy individual, you eat, um, you get your blood glucose elevates from the food, insulin gets released, brings the blood glucose down. And to keep blood glucose from dipping down too low, we have that glucagon, which is also released by the pancreas to help manage blood sugar and keep energy stable. Now, in somebody who is insulin resistant, um, in which, you know, a lot of individuals who are seeking this this semaglutin out are maybe experiencing weight loss resistance, maybe due to insulin resistance. Insulin resistance is actually quite common, um, especially from a lifestyle perspective. It's very easy to become insulin resistant after several years of chronic dieting, too much stress, too little sleep, not enough nutrients. What happens is your body essentially becomes resistant to insulin, and this can be due to a couple of things. So We see insulin resistance in individuals who are hyperandrogenic, or you have too much testosterone, Um, i.e., PCOS specifically, um, individuals are more prone to becoming insulin resistant due to having higher than normal levels of testosterone within their body. or due to lifestyle, which is also extremely extremely common, uh, too many calories, too few nutrients, standard American diet, too much stress, not enough sleep, um, not a healthy enough relationship with movement and food, things like that. Um, we essentially have a situation where somebody becomes insulin resistant, um, meaning that the body has to create more insulin and more insulin to keep blood glucose managed, um, and once we get into this situation, this hyperinsulinemia where we have higher and higher levels of insulin, this causes weight gain. <laughs> um, now, once you've had this like high levels of insulin output for a really long time, the tissues that insulin acts on your muscles, your fat cells, your liver, things like that, um, they stop responding to that stimulus of insulin to bring blood glucose down, which that's what we call insulin resistance. And this leads to, again, that excess weight gain. Um, It it really leads to a lot of cravings, a lot of energy management issues. Insulin resistance is really commonly known to cause really horrible cravings for foods. And this is because that really unstable blood sugar levels. Um, And then eventually this can lead to the pancreas getting tired of pumping out insulin. (laughs) And when you don't have enough insulin, that's where diabetes comes in, specifically type 2 diabetes, which is a sort of lifestyle style-induced diabetes versus type 1, which is people are born with it. Um, and so what is semaglutide and how does this come into play? Well, semaglutide was originally a diabetes medication. You might have heard of Ozempic or Wagovi um, or Mounjaro. These are all basically the same thing. Um, it was a diabetes medication. Now it has been approved for weight loss in individuals who are non-diabetic. Um, and it is what we call a GLP-1 inhibitor or a glucagon-like peptide, keeping in mind that glucagon helps stabilize those blood sugar levels, inhibitor, so it inhibits the glucagon from bringing blood sugar back up, essentially is the basic concept, um, in order to bring overall blood sugar levels back down in an individual who is dealing with weight loss resistance. Now, that sounds like a great solution, right? It really does on paper, but why is this a problem? If your lifestyle has caused you to be in a state where you're insulin resistant or you're using this and you're not insulin resistant and you don't have issues with your energy management, um, you producing more insulin is not going to be the answer. Um, And you can have a lot of issues with too low of blood sugar if you're not dealing with insulin resistance and you're still using it for weight loss, right? And now here's the scary part is it's very easy to access this. You walk into a weight loss clinic or go to a doctor and just say, hey, I want to lose some weight. And there's really no, there's not a whole lot of regulation around it, um, unfortunately. Um, It's also known known to suppress hunger. It can cause you to feel more full, which leads to other issues. And we're going to talk about how people use it wrong essentially here in just a moment. Um, But you have to also remember that this is not, this is also a medication. And so any medication has potential side effects. So fatigue, dizziness is where we get that in a situation where too low of blood sugar, too low blood glucose happens. And the most prevalent issue that I see is stomach issues. People having very loose bowel movements, dealing with a lot of bloating. Um, And this can lead to sort of nutrient deficiencies because when you have really consistently like loose stool and bloating and disruption within the microbiome, you're not going to be absorbing nutrients appropriately um you might de- be dealing with some electrolyte imbalance from the excess diarrhea um, and that can also cause an additional cascade or impact on just overall hormone balance because nutrient deficiencies can lead to hormone imbalances um which is why it's like you know that standard American diet of like more like packaged foods versus like, Fruits, vegetables, proteins can be a factor in developing insulin resistance because insulin resistance is at its core a hormone imbalance. Okay, so now like here, here are the things that we need to know. How are people using this the wrong way? Um, let's talk about that first. So they get the injection, they eat less. Okay? Because their appetite is suppressed. Now, why is this a problem? And then they get full faster. It's a problem because when you eat less, your metabolism decreases. Now, in in an individual who's already dealing with a metabolic health issue, weight loss resistance, you all of a sudden, toss on something that's going to cause you to eat less and further suppress your metabolism that injection to help you lose weight is not gonna solve any problems. It's just gonna continue to further suppress your metabolism, but you're gonna temporarily lose the weight because you're taking the injection. So, and a lot of people aren't being monitored for the necessary lifestyle changes so that when they go off the medication, they usually gain the weight back. And now their metabolism is still suppressed And they're still maybe insulin resistant because they didn't actually address the root of the issue, right? They didn't get their lifestyle in check. They didn't address the foundational pieces that they needed in order to make this sometimes very potentially expensive drug (laughs) work the way that it was meant to. Um, and people t- will stop using it cold turkey. You know, if you go into a doctor's office or an, a, you know, a medical spa to get this, they're not going to put you on a protocol where they're like, okay, we're going to give this to you and we're going to slowly titrate your dosage up and then we're going to wean you off of it. And they just like stop using it. And that, again, is going to lead to regaining that weight back because you're taking out that thing, that <laughs> that GLP-1 inhibitor to help manage your blood sugars and help manage that weight gain that you experience due to the fact that you were already metabolically messed up is is now gone um and so using it before it's appropriate can cause more problems in the long term right you get off of it you you gain the weight back your metabolism is even more fucked up at that point and now what and and i know this experience because i have several clients that have used this and they were given it in the same exact context in which I described with very little guidance, very little adjustments to nutrition or movement or lifestyle. And they were given it and then taken it off cold turkey with no real monitoring of anything. And because they lost the weight, there was like, okay, cool, you can go, come off of it. And, and then they gained all the weight back. But then they also had like all the stomach issues. And now they have bacterial imbalances and things like that that they're dealing with um, due to being on this drug. Um, so how do we use it effectively? Um, a lifestyle changes have to happen. Your exercise, your nutrition, your movement, these all need to be in check your stress management. Now, the big thing is that you need to be willing to eat even if you aren't hungry. Now, I already did a podcast on just general hunger signals, but, and, and how they're related specifically to stress and like adrenal fatigue and adrenal insufficiency. But man, I think that's like two episodes before this one. So like, just scroll back, you'll see it. <laughs> I don't remember exactly which episode it is. Um, however, um, Eating less here is not necessarily the goal. If you're in a calorie deficit to lose weight, this can help with the hunger, but that doesn't mean that you can only eat like 600, 700 calories a day, which is very common for people who are on this. You still need to be eating enough food because your metabolism still needs to be fed. Your metabolism is like a fire. If you feed the fire, it's going to burn. But if you starve the fire, it's going to get smaller. We want your metabolism, your metabolic rate, the rate at which you're burning calories to still be healthy. So there, a lot of people who do this the right way are like, as end up just eating, even though they're not hungry, because they know they don't want to regain all of the weight back that they lost while they were taking this injection. Um, and so you still need to exercise because resistance training specifically is going to give you more lean tissue, which means your body has more room to store glucose in general. And so this is why weight training, whether you're on some glutide or not, especially if you have insulin resistance, is so amazing because it makes your body more efficient at utilizing the fuel from the food that you're eating. Um, and this can overall reduce issues with insulin resistant and be a factor in helping to reverse it. And then when it's time to come off that semaglutide, a weaning process while maintaining that nutrition movement is key to avoid undoing any progress seen on the semaglutide. A small amount of weight gain after coming off is potential same thing like if you were in a calorie deficit and you lost the weight and you did a small reverse diet you're going to gain maybe like three to five pounds within the first like you know month or two after coming off of it because your body is storing fluids differently um, depending on your carb intake and things like that but you shouldn't be regaining like an additional 15 to 30 pounds that you maybe lost after coming off of it if you utilize it the right way now Have I recommended this to clients before? Yes. (laughs) In an appropriate situation, it can be a really great tool, especially for individuals who have chronic disease or autoimmune disease. This can lessen the impact and lessen the stressor of being in a calorie deficit um, while maintaining healthy blood sugar levels. Um, but we use it again in a way where it's like, okay, if we're doing this, these are the rules that you have to follow and you have to make sure you're being so responsible. And so it's very rare that I actually recommend it for use. I think there's two people that I've recommended it to and only one person who has decided that, yes, okay, I'm willing to do what it takes in order to do it the right way. The other person was just like, man, that's a lot of pressure. And I was like, I know, but I I don't, I want people to be able to make an informed decision. Um, the nice thing about Clients that I have that utilize it, that utilize it, is that I have the resources in place in order for people to access it at a much more affordable level than what you're going to get at, like, a med spa. <laughs> and the way that its dose is going to be much more conservative and much more, uh, much much more closely monitored than what you might get at a med spa or even like a doctor's office. To be completely honest, um, so I'm not the one doing the prescribing. There is a physician involved in that process, um, but it, it's it's something that my clients can access at a much more affordable rate than what you can maybe get elsewhere. And we use it much more responsibly. Um, but like I said, also I I also help people who have been burned by this process before, right? Who have used it gain the weight back had the gut issues to prove it, and we've had to uh, recover all of that, that, that damage that was done because they were recommended to it by a professional who allowed them to use it in a way that was not ideal and not optimal. So that's, that's kind of the, the need to know about semaglutide in a nutshell. Um, I've talked about it many, many times. I've done like Instagram Lives on it, but I just felt like it was a topic worthy of the podcast. So um, if you have any questions about semaglutide, literally DM me and I will kind of give you like the things you need to know essentially. Um, But what I would definitely want to make sure people are doing before they use it too, is if you do go seek it out elsewhere, make sure that you get a hormone panel before. Make sure that your adrenals, that your sex hormones, your thyroid are all in good working condition prior to utilizing anything like this. Because like I said, if you use it and you're not ready to use it, you're gonna cause more problems than you're gonna solve and you're gonna waste more time and more resources than if you had just taken the time to do the hard work that you're probably avoiding doing to begin with. All right, you guys. Um, this was helpful for you. Take a screenshot, post it on Instagram, tag me. Um, would love to hear from you. If you have any further questions about semaglutide, um, let me know. Just literally DM me and I'll do like a follow-up podcast on like a little like semaglutide a specifically. I am doing a um weight loss resistance FAQ or Q&A um, here coming up um, in the next episode, so stay tuned for that because if you are dealing with rate loss resistance and you are interested in utilizing semaglutide, that one is going to be a really good listen to you, for you prior to trying to seek out any kind of injection and medications. All right, you guys, that's it for today. Thanks so much for being here. Talk to you later.